and welcome to another episode of Brocephus and Friends. I'm your host, Brocephus, and this week I'm excited because we have someone uh, who I haven't known for a long time, but feels like I have. Uh, Cam Sloss. Cam, it's good to have you today. Good to be here. Thanks for asking me on. Oh, yes. Uh, first time, and for those people who are like, who is Cam Sauce? Cam, I uh, know Cam from uh, CSF uh, Shift. He was my shift leader last year, and uh, and that was good. Um, so, first important question is, is uh, what is your favorite VeggieTales show? <laughs> my favorite VeggieTales show. Um, that's a tough one. Today, I would like, say, like your mood today, like if it was something today, what would you say today? I feel like I would either watch Larry Boy or the Jonah one. I like the Jonah one. That is good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is, you know, you know, people people laugh when I say this, but I don't think that there is a series that that is more powerful that I think even as people of faith in uh, as adults uh, because I think of lyrics like um, uh, I thank God for this day for this piece of apple pie for my mom and my dad and this piece of apple pie <laughs> I mean I tell you what so good to tell to even you know that is hard, that's even hard for grown-ups and uh, and for that to be displayed as kids i thought that is so good what's one of the first ones that you remember watching VeggieTales? um one of the first ones i want remember i want to say yeah i feel like i've probably seen them all um maybe the one with uh, Madam Blueberry. Oh. I feel like that's one of the older ones, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I remember that one. Um, yeah, it's hard to... Since I've seen them all and it was when I was young, it's hard to remember, like, the first one that I watched. Um, but I definitely enjoyed seeing all of those those videos. The other one that I, w- that I was actually thinking of was... Um, God is bigger than the boogeyman. Oh yeah. Because I think that is so profound. Because you think of the stuff people are scared of, especially in this climate today. And when we and when lying in your bed and the boogeyman starts to come in or whatever it is, you get back to sleep because you know that God is the biggest. Mm-hmm. And He's watching out of us. That's so good. Um, Very true. But so. Uh, I watched this special with you, and you were talking about your um, vintage clothing, which we'll talk to about in a minute. But you, you were talking; they were talking about your favorite musical artist, and you said one of them was uh, Johnny Cash. And I perked up because I thought, "Oh, now you're talking in my territory," because <laughs> Travis Scott and, and those people—they're okay, but but they don't. But um, what's your favorite Johnny Cash album or song? Ooh. Uh, 
Cause my favorite album is probably um, Live at Folsom Prison, which, I mean, maybe that's a basic answer, but <laughs> it's such a good album. Um, my favorite song... Mm. Gotta think about that one. Ooh. Um, I would say like from his newer, from his more newer stuff. Um, what's that one called? It's like, uh, God's gonna cut you down. Are the yes. Is that is that? Yes. What's that one called? Is that what it's called? God's gonna cut you down. Okay, that's a good one. Um. That one's a very convicting one for me. Uh, you know, he, it's the <laughs> the line where he says, he said, John, go do my will. <laughs> that, that gets me every time. Um, that's a really good one. Um, and then there's just, on that Folsom Prison album, there's some really um, funny ones that I just love listening to. There's, a, there's one... Um, there's one where he tells a story about a a guy who like does cocaine or something, and that's why he ended up in prison. That's like a really funny story. Um, he's just like such a good storyteller. That's why I enjoy his music, and it's just like very simple, very easy to listen to, but like also fun, and um, especially as he's you know when he talks more about like religion in his songs, um, you can like really get something out of it. So. That you're talking about, God's gonna cut you down. My one of my favorite albums is, I think it's called Man Comes Around, Americana. Yeah. I think it's four. Because I I love lyrics and those lyrics, um, like, hear that lonesome whippoorwill. He's lost the will to fly, mm-hmm. and all those. And then, and I think that's true, because you know I think of country music. You know, sometimes in the gospel world, I've, I've thought of this. You know, we talk about love. We talk about the goodness of God. And and you have the other side, which is country music, who says, I'm hurting. I'm bad. And Johnny Cash has been a bridge saying, you know, God is good. But hear that lonesome whippoorwill. He mm-hmm. sounds too blue to fly. Um Talk about so I mentioned earlier a little bit about uh, thrifting. How long have how long has that been going on? The start of your uh, thrifting. Um, well, I was first introduced to like vintage clothing, um, and that whole like world, um, probably about four years ago, um, when I went to a local shop called the Vintage Banana, um, and that's in Louisville. Um, and then I started my Instagram account in, I believe, October of 2018. So we're nearly upon like two years of doing it. Um, initially I was going to Goodwill like three times a week, um, and finding whatever I could find and think I thought I could sell, um, and as time went on, my my personal taste for for what vintage clothing I would like to both sell and collect um, kind of has evolved, and I'm I'm more into like 
the higher end, some of the higher end stuff or um, the ra the more rare t-shirts. Mm. Um, and right now I'm, and kind of what I've found to be like more of a long-term interest for me that I like to collect um, are a lot of like Disney movie promo shirts. Um, just cause those, I grew up watching all of those. Mm. Um, and I just have a great nostalgic connection to them. And I feel like a lot of those early Disney movies, um, well, I say early, but I'm really talking about the 90s ones and maybe 80s and because Disney started back in the 20s. But um, those movies, I feel like, have a lot of redeeming um, messages in them. I feel like there's a lot of, especially when you watch movies like um, like Lion King or Bugs Life, um, you watch those movies and there's a lot of like Christian values um, in those in those movies that you can pull from them. Like the, the very famous scene in Lion King um, where Simba is uh, sees his reflection in the in the water and he Mufasa comes down out of the clouds. Um, and starts talking to his son Simba, and he says, "Remember who you are," in a very like thundering voice. Um, and this is when Simba is struggling with, um, like, going back to his homeland and uh, assuming his rightful role as king over the over the Pride Lands. And uh, Mufasa, who in this scene I kind of see as God the Father is speaking down to Simba, remember who you are, you're my child, you're my son. Um, and that's just really, stuff like that is really powerful for me, and a lot of those older Disney movies that I grew up on, I just have a really strong connection to. Um, and just like, everybody loves Disney. And I, I feel like I don't, I don't, I, I don't like wear a Toy Story shirt out on the street and people are looking at me like, what the heck is that? I hate I hate Toy Story. <laughs> Nobody says that. Um, but yeah, I, I love those, and I love the, the Jesus tees, the old Jesus tees. Those are always good and fun, especially like the parody ones. Um, love those. And just like movie and cartoon stuff and video game stuff. Um, I sell a lot of those, and I, nowadays I source most of what I get online, um, whether it's on eBay or um, Instagram connections I've made. Um, I I get a, all, pretty much all my inventory from, from there nowadays um, I'll buy it if I think I can make some money on it or or if I want to keep it and put it on my wall so um, yeah that's that's lost and found right the current state of things right now <laughs> I like that name uh, in, in the video uh, you talked about um, about uh, making friendships I talk about that about uh was that initially or was that something that just progressed um yeah as as it went on yeah um getting into like making my making my thrifting vintage account um on instagram i I got into it to like flip flip some clothes and make some money um I didn't anticipate like developing such a passion for it and like collecting it and stuff um I've always been into clothes but um initially I was really into shoes and then it kind of evolved into 
into clothes. But, um, yeah, as far as friends, you know, the, the longer that I, as time has gone on, uh, in being on Instagram every day and interacting with different people and different accounts, I've like truly made some friends, um, in the quote unquote vintage community. And, you know, there's people that I talk to every day, um, that I would consider my friends and who I'm in like group messages with and, and I'll FaceTime them and stuff. And just recently, a couple of my buddies that I met on Instagram uh, actually came and stayed here in Lexington with me, and we hung out for the weekend. So that, it's really cool to make those connections and those friendships. I didn't anticipate that going into it. And um, yeah, it's it's been really sweet. And, and even um, kind of using using that account as a platform for, for the Lord uh, and honoring him in what I post, um, posting those Jesus tees with, with some, you know, verses in the, in the caption and hoping that people read that and see that and somebody um, is positively affected by it. Um, yeah, and I just, you know, keep trying to find ways I can make new friends, new connections, and spread the love of Christ uh, in that in that online vintage Instagram community. <laughs> what's one yeah. of the, um, what's one of the uh, shirt, Christian shirts, that one of your favorite that you've seen on the line, that, that's what it says? Um, well, it's actually my favorite shirt of all time, I guess I could talk about is um one that's hanging on my wall back there in my room um on the front of the shirt it's like an all over print shirt so it's printed on the front and the back and uh it com- the print completely covers the shirt on the front it says only one of these people can save you and the whole front of the shirt has the faces of famous people from um time like from history um it has like past presidents pop culture icons um, musicians artists all those people um and jesus is on there too and he's kind of like down here Uh, i know that here it doesn't mean anything on a podcast but it's down uh beneath the beneath the chest beneath the text that goes across your chest um and the text says, only one of these people can save you. And on the back, it blanks out everybody's faces. So it's just the outlines of everybody's faces. And Jesus is the only one that is filled in. And it kind of like ha- has some red around him like um, to represent his blood. And it says, only one. And then it has a, a Bible verse underneath it talking about how Jesus is the only one who can save us. And and um that's so good. Um talk about how uh, a little bit about uh how you came to CSF. Sure. Um so I think it kind of started back when I was obviously searching for colleges and my high school had a um day where local universities 
would come to our high school and send representatives of um, like campus ministries. Mm -hmm. So like there was a there was a if you're interested in going to University of Louisville, um, they had some people in a classroom. Or if you were interested in going to UK, you went to the UK one. And CSF was one of the organizations that um, was represented that day. So I learned I first learned about it that day, and then decided to go to UK. And the first time I went to UK was K week of my freshman year. Um, actually, correction, uh, I went, they had a day at CSF um, for incoming freshmen that was before K week during the summer. And me and some of my buddies, we were still in Louisville, uh, hopped in a car and made a little, a day out of it. And we came here and went to the CSF event, got some free food, as they always have. And uh, after that, went to, went there during K-Week. I think I was there for multiple times a day, every day of K-Week, because they had free food. And um, I made some friends, met some friends that I am still close with today, uh, joined a group, got involved, and yeah, I've been, I've been at CSF ever since. Yes, and one of the big wigs up there with uh <laughs> with uh being a leader and everything. You got you even got a sticker. Now that is when you know that you're a big wig. It's when you have a sticker on your car. <laughs> is yeah. you're a big wig. But yes, you talk about free food. That's one of the big when someone someone was telling me that I think it was Zach Ball said was from our church and we didn't have a youth group uh, a big uh college thing he said you gonna go to see uh, this thing called shift which is on monday nights and uh he said they have free food and i said okay i said i'll be there <laughs> and good night tori uh whatever yeah tori tori yeah. good night she cooked up a storm yeah. my my lands but um you know for those young folks which i don't know how many will listen to this uh, in my circle um, but for those who are you know in high school or maybe college level um, who are in Kentucky Lexington or Kentucky um, what would you say you know about CSF you know you know if you if they wanted to come and check it out mm. um, I would probably give them some advice um, just as far as like getting plugged into a some kind of student ministry at, at college um, when you whenever you leave home and go to school uh, well not everybody leaves their actual home but I feel like there's a certain amount of independence either way whether you leave home or not um, that it starts to really become your choice whether you get involved somewhere or not um, whether that's church or student ministry. Because um, growing up for me, I I was always, you know, forced to go to church every week because um, my parents went. And that's not a bad, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Um, I'm very thankful that they um, brought me to church every week. But as soon as you kind of get to college, it's, largely your choice what you do with your time and uh, with your religion 
um, and how you get involved. So I think that it's very important to get involved, especially if you go to a large university like UK. Mm. Going to a, getting plugged into a place like CSF will help you, one, make friends, um, and two, make a very large university feel smaller. Mm. And finding those smaller groups of people, um, those communities to get involved in will really, really help you grow as a person, I think, and uh, hopefully be encouraged in your faith. And I think CSF, especially with freshmen, does a great job with that of offering, yes. offering different events, whether it's shift or just events throughout the week. Um, you got your pancakes, you got synergy, um, and synergy is especially great if you don't have a church initially. Because uh, that's a Thursday night thing where it kind of feels like you're going to church. And, yeah, they do a great job of welcoming f new freshmen and getting them connected. So That's good. One of the things that I, um, that I took away from, one of the things you said last year was um, vulnerability breathes vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You want to speak to that about you know, kind of what that means. Mm. Yeah. So, I would I would mostly apply this saying vulnerability breeds vulnerability to like a small group setting or maybe even like a like a one on one friendship type thing, um, or just relationships in general. When you're in a small group setting, it's definitely something that CSF preaches to leaders to like kind of almost coach their groups on, is that vulnerability breeds vulnerability. When you are in a group setting and um, maybe you're, it's a new group, uh, I know we experienced this as a shift group last year, initially it's kind of awkward and people are probably less willing to share because they don't know each other very well. Well, how do you get to know each other? By talking and being vulnerable. So I think when we encourage each other to be vulnerable and share things that are going on in our lives, um, that just naturally opens up the conversation and um, opens up opportunity for others to, to share as well. Um, and when we're sharing, um, I know as we, as we went through the year for, with Shift and guys were more willing to share and be vulnerable, we reached a point where we really all became friends and we started hanging out outside of, outside of our group even. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, that kind of put a kibosh mm -hmm. on it a little bit, but... Um, yeah, when, when you're vulnerable with your friends, with your relationships, with your groups, um, I think it breeds more vulnerability, it breeds more intimacy with people, and intimacy is so important, and finding those, those deep connections with people um, is, is an essential aspect of not only faith, the Christian faith, but I think just life in general and becoming a more well-rounded person.
what's one thing that you've learned uh, during this uh, quarantine? Or maybe maybe more than one, I don't know. I don't want to, whatever, whatever you want to say. Mm. Um, well, it's been, it's been quite, um, an interesting last six months. Uh, it's been, it's been more difficult on me than I, than I initially thought it would be. Um, cause I would consider myself an introvert. I feel like I recharge better when I'm when I'm by myself. Um, so, you know, I, I started hearing about these lockdowns and, um, I was like, well, okay. I feel like I can probably deal with that pretty well. Um, I live with a couple guys that I'm, that are, you know, pretty much my best friends in the, in the whole world. So figured it would be not too bad. Um, but you know, a couple months in, I'm really struggling with staying organized, staying motivated to do my work, um, even staying motivated to be intimate with um, the Lord, and um, even like caring about friendships and other people. It, I just kind of got started to get apathetic mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways, and. I started to realize the immense value and kind of connecting this back to um, getting involved in things in the church and in ministries. I really started to realize the value of being involved in community and being poured into. Mm. Um, you know, for a lot of the quarantine, I didn't have whether it's a mentor or a leader of some kind or a group or a church um, with everything being closed down and kind of being isolated I wasn't being poured into and encouraged by people Um, and even as an introverted person I realized how important that is and yeah um, so that's what I would say is I, I just learned the importance of community through this time. I think I kind of took it for granted. Um, that would be a big thing I learned. And also, too, just time and time and again, I, as I felt kind of alone and isolated, I was reminded by the Lord that um, that I'm, I'm not alone. And, and He is there with me through it all. And um, even when it feels like He's not, uh, he is, and he's always teaching us something. He's there's always opportunity, even even in a valley, even in a place where you feel alone or empty. Um, those are those are just opportunities to grow and to learn more about ourselves and about him. Um, and you're gonna go through times where you feel distant from the Lord as a as a Christian, as a follower. Um, I think we all go through those times, but I think realizing two things, one, that he's always with you, and two, that, that, that distance that you might feel from him, um, as, as somebody who has trusted Jesus with your life, 
Um, I think that that's like one of the enemy's top priorities is to um, to influence followers' lives in a way that makes them feel distant from their father. Mm. And once you come to that realization, um, I think it's easier to combat that um, that feeling and that attack from the enemy even. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've, I've learned. This has been so good. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, blessings to you and uh, your family. And, uh, and uh, let's talk soon. All right. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you, bro. Oh, yes. You have a good day. You as well.